0: the final furlong podcast is brought to you in association with at the, the ultimate resource for racing fans welcome along to the final furlong podcast as we review the uk festive action i'm emish kennedy thank you for tuning in alongside at the races and sky sports pundit mr kevin blake Hello! Who is still feeling in the festive mood. And another man who I suggest is feeling in the festive mood is one of the top broadcasters, not only in sports, <laughs> but in general. In general. Ha- this, uh, hashtag yeah. better than Jesus. This man... <laughs> controversial kevin and i will distance myself from your comments there but this man should have been given the position of question time host and i'm annoyed having backed him that he didn't land the gig it is the international traveling or tv and nbc's nick luck
2: thank you very much some people some people occasionally have suggested that you're a little ingratiating on this program. Not one <laughs> bit of it, Emmett. <laughs>
1: Sincerity
2: is your mi- is your middle name.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's Emmett Gravy Sincerity Kennedy uh, is <laughs> I the. Know.
2: I, but I, I will take I will take all compliments. However. Um, However, tongue in cheek, and pass them off as though they are actually the truth. So, yeah, that's <laughs> no, fine. genuinely,
0: hundred um, percent genuinely You are a, a superb broadcaster, and um, we're talking about the old ATR the, the other day. I, I learned a lot watching you do the old American racing. So, I mean I mean, I mean.
2: So did I? I learned how to polish off half a Domino's pizza in a commercial break <laughs> between Laurel Race Five and Calder Race Six. <laughs>
0: Uh, I genuinely learned an awful lot from you, and it's a, it's a pleasure to once again be working with you. We'll start, shall we, with the uh, the festive highlight, the thirty two red King George the sixth chase, which was a shock result. It went the way of Clan Desobo, uh, Thistlecrack somewhat back to form, and Native River a long way back in third. Were you surprised by this result, Nick?
2: I, it, it, clearly plenty of people weren't surprised by the result because as they passed the post and i i did the old-fashioned thing of not look at my phone for seven hours because we had so many family in boxing day and i wasn't at the races boxing day and i watched it uh not knowing the result later on i couldn't think watching it going oh, that's going well going well going well wins look at the price oh only 12 to 1 i was convinced he was probably a, a 20 to 1 shot i'd actually tipped him for the for the uh, Haydock race the Betfair Chase oh. and mm, mm, so it was a little bit annoying and I did think he ran well but I didn't think he'd run well enough to I didn't think he'd improve enough to go on and win at, K- at Kempton but I thought it was a brilliant performance um on Lydia's uh, sporting life column she made quite a good point about the fact that he, he jumped right-handed quite a bit during his career when he was going around to the left and right-handed track might suit him better and that might be the case but the fact remains that he's only six well seven now but he was only six rising seven he's got enough experience but is pretty lightly raced and he just seems to stay and stay and stay and they went so quickly in the first part of that race and he was able to lie up with a pace he was the only one that kept going all the others capitulated effectively and he really did did keep going incredibly well so i i do think he's a gold cup player now for all that, it was a, a minor surprise on the day
0: that was a career best to be fair in, in the Bedford Jason and Paul Nichols was making big noises about him Kevin in the build up to that he thought he'd win it obviously fourth was the best he could do but he's completely turned that form around here
1: yeah I think Paul has always been a big believer and to be fair to the horse he delivered the question is what did he achieve mm. uh, and you, you can throw stones at this for sure um, not Clonda zobo's fault but you know, might bite. Uh, didn't run to form. Bristol de May didn't complete. Waiting patiently didn't complete. Palitulog um quite clearly hasn't stayed. And native river hates Kempton. Uh, and Tissler Crack, you we don't really know. Was this the Tissler Crack that won the race two years ago, or is he a little bit diminished given all that's got happened between then and now? Um, so I I don't know is the quick answer. Um, but the facts remain. He he is just. Or was, at the time of this race, just a six-year-old. He has plenty of experience, for one, um, of that age. And there's, it, it wouldn't be a shock if he does turn out to be a proper gold cup horse. But, and I say gold cup horse in terms of class. Uh-oh. Are you, Sorry about
0: that. Are you yeah. shaving off prices there? And, are you uh, at the dentist? Or, or, or are you, like, <laughs> taking a bookie to task... Uh, snack style happened- and drilling into them.
2: <laughs> inadvertently, I'm sitting at my desk and inadvertently, there's something plugged into the to the back of the computer. Obviously I was listening to every word that Kevin was saying about the King George, but there's a there's a small a thing that I put in my wife's stocking, which is a oh, God. Uh, a, flat, a remote. A, a room, uh, it's a um, a motion controlled. Oh, steady, oh, steady. Gosh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: what
2: it's a motion controlled uh, flying disco ball, right? It's like <laughs> a ten, 10 quid from the gadget shop. <laughs> and I, I flicked the button by mistake and it started here we are. Just to prove it. <laughs>
1: Okay. A, re- a remote-controlled flying disco ball.
2: Yeah, that—that that, <laughs> just for the avoidance of any doubt—is what was in. Oh, i in stuffing it. This, this,
1: this will be yeah. right up there with the with the binoculars, um, hip flask, yeah. <laughs> in terms yeah. of quirky well, items uh, flying off one, the, the, the 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 virtual shelves in, in Amazon. <laughs> And just to, be, just to clarify, when you say your wife's stocking,
0: you mean your wife's stocking that was hanging on the mantelpiece. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> For those... I
2: will not disclose where it was hanging, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it has, don't forget, it has motion uh, as well. It's, a
2: mo- it's motion sensitive, yeah. It's motion yeah. sensitive,
0: yes. yes. Oh, but, uh, we'll leave it at that, though. We'll leave it at that. Anyway... <laughs> As, uh, as we get big
2: chunk to edit out there but
0: it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh He's no, no, exactly no. Oh. That's <laughs> oh. oh that's gold all of that stays right in uh, let's just hope Nick Luck's wife doesn't listen to the Final Furlong oh, podcast stop. but she should though because it's you know it's a family fun show
1: obviously um, but, but anyway back back to de Zobo hmm. um, I, I say he may well prove to be a gold cup horse I probably should have said that a little bit differently he could well be a Gold Cup standard horse, but whether he can whether he can produce that level of form in a in a Cheltenham Gold Cup, uh, would be a small question mark. This
0: this race also fell apart.
1: I think it did to an extent. <laughs> but it, does, it does. It could well have fallen apart, and and Clendasobos could still well have run to one seventy three, as the the official handicapper has adjudged him to have done. But it you would have rather some of the the more established fancied horses at least complete uh, but preferably seem seem to run their race but that didn't happen here but again that's not Zobo's fault the concern you'd have with him for the Gold Cup is as Nick mentions there is a thought that he may be a little bit better going right handed and um, the stamina test for him would it's it of course it's a question mark you know the Gold Cup the Cheltenham Gold Cup is as we've said 10 million times in this podcast over the years is a very unique test of stamina and this horse has only had a few spins at around three miles and of course you know he, he's produced a career best effort here almost certainly but you know i think there, there's plenty of the graveyards yeah. the gra- I, I, i'm gonna coin something here and, and half rob one but the graveyards of cheltenham are full of punters that that took the that carried the king george form far forward to the gold cup it uh, generally it generally isn't a good idea It's
2: true. Uh, It's true. It's a bit like MasterChef, isn't it? The the road to MasterChef glory is paved with failed uh, chocolate fondue, but oh, (laughs) chocolate fondant. Sorry, (laughs)
1: chocolate
2: fondant. So if uh, anyway, I'm not going to carry on with this analogy. But (laughs) that was a
0: brilliant analogy. I really enjoyed that.
2: But um, I I think I don't think he will have any problems staying. Partly because I think he was the only horse that really stayed incredibly well in the King George. So I don't (laughs) think stamina is going to be an issue. Whether, whether he's able to establish the say, same rhythm round an upsy-downsy, twisty-turny track like Cheltenham, I think might be a different kettle of fish. And whether that tendency to not do an awful lot when he hits the front might be an issue. But it, listen, we've seen horses with far far more idiosyncrasies and complications than him when races round Cheltenham. So mm. I, I don't think there's that many horses with more compelling credentials for the, for the Gold Cup mm. than him in truth put it this way I'd rather back him at 10 or 12 than I would Native River at 5 or 6
1: big time big time mm-hmm. uh, well, Native River is an interesting one isn't it because I think an awful lot of people probably went into this race with the same view in that they thought this test wouldn't suit him they were hoping he'd run well increase in price for the Gold Cup and then they could back him for the Gold Cup but it hasn't really happened that way and he's, he's... Well,
2: people, are too, people are too clever now Kevin aren't they they just go oh that's twice he's run at Kempton he's run like a, a goat both times and he's, he's jumped out to the left both times so they mm. just go well, oh, draw a line through that I wouldn't be so quick to draw a line through it because I think he's run a little bit zestlessly both stars this season
0: mm. to be honest well that was the question that I wanted to ask you Nick because Nicky Henderson is still struggling to come up with a reason as to why Bite is disappointed and I wonder if we take it back to Cheltenham if we go back to that Gold Cup that was a proper war of attrition and I know that Bite <laughs> went on to go and win at Aintree afterwards mm. but I just wonder if because Native River went out and made all and it was this relentless gallop and Mike bite was chasing him if it's caught up with both of them and it's had an adverse effect on both horses
2: that i think that's i think that's a reasonable assumption to be honest and it's certainly one that's crossed my mind a few times it's not to say they can't come back from that but they're not neither horse is one that i'd want to be having a large bet on in a hurry Mm -hmm. certainly not at odds that are being offered and you'd have to doubt that Mike Bight will turn up in the gold cup at this point though he has got quite a large collection of reasonably uh, um, opinionated owners who would probably all have their say but uh, I, I think um, I think uh, I think it would be very doubtful that he'll turn up
1: well one thing I'd, I'd say about Native River as well is we spoke about it, uh, we, we just did another podcast before you came on, Nick, and we, we, one point we made was that it, normally coming into Cheltenham, and I know people will, will pr- place different weights and different things, but I would always be referring back to the previous season's Cheltenham Festival as being a very yes. good guide to the upcoming one. But I was just stressing that people shouldn't lose sight of the fact that last seasons Cheltenham Festival was very much an outlier in terms of the conditions that oh, prevailed yeah I mean it
2: was grim even even by heavy ground standards it was grim wasn't it, it really was and, and don't forget half those most of those horses or say 80% of those horses had had their prep on on grim ground mm. as well so they probably had it they probably had a double dose or double or treble dose of it toward the back end of last season and they're struggling to recover I mean look at the the list of horses that won or, or were competitive in grade ones at Cheltenham last year Sam Somerville boy out for the season Sam Crow maybe out for the season um Falco de Flo, Shattered Love. Just all right. Falco de Flo stuffed. The two in the Gold Cup not looking great. It's not a coincidence. It's surely the only horse that can defy this, of course, is the mighty Altior
1: that's a great and it, and it could be a combination of factors too Nick in that they had because of the conditions they had um, tougher than usual campaigns last season but then you contrast Definitely. the way the ground has been this season compared to it and mm-hmm. maybe those horses that came to the fore last season when, it, when encountering those really testing conditions and now they're encountering you know good ground more often than not so far this season it's just throwing them off a little bit and just at the, the point I was sort of meandering my way to with Native River Is while I suppose we'll all look back on last season as being the peak of him. You know, not only was that a very unique test of stamina on the prevailing ground, but we shouldn't forget that he was beaten in the Gold Cup the previous year in more typical conditions. So, exactly statistically, you know, it's more than likely going to be good to soft ground at Cheltenham, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) 101 for day one. I I I think I did make it 101 last year and got got made an absolute fool of. Yeah, we both did. Um, So I think by by law of averages, we we, we could expect to be back in in more uh, sounder ground conditions uh, this coming March. And if that does prevail, I wouldn't like to be assuming that Native River will jump out of the ground and all of a sudden come back to the horse he seemed that day last March. And I think think it's obvious, you know, you look at his his previous form, you know, he's won a Welsh national. He's just a horse that thrives in really, really testing conditions and in extreme tests of stamina. And if we're on good to soft ground in the Gold Cup for all that the Gold Cup is, as we always say, a unique test of stamina, there's a chance that even that might not be enough for him based on his first run in the Gold Cup
0: yeah Uh no I'd I'd fully agree with that Um, Nick we have to give Thistlecrack some credit this was we do much more like a return to form and he's 12 lengths clear of the Gold Cup winner in in Native River and for a while it looked as though he was going to win for Tom Scudamore
2: yeah it it was really good to see actually really good to see and still his jumping wasn't entirely faultless he had a tendency to jump out to the left not as markedly as Native River but he did Uh, he I thought he got broadsided by uh, Bristol DeMay at the first and um, Jonathan Neeson pointed out to me at Newbury that it could have been six of one, half a dozen of the other and he was in the close ups of the racing post. So, um, fair dues. I, I I suspect that 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 he he could improve quite significantly for going back to Cheltenham a track where he's 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 proven his effectiveness in the past, particularly if ridden fairly positively. And I think he's a horse who if he gets into a rhythm toward the front end <laughs> is pretty dangerous. But yeah, we know that he's not a horse that has the adaptability to be able to really shorten into a fence and fiddle one if he needs to. Everything needs to go Sort of right for him, but he's got a huge engine. He's probably he's probably the most naturally talented staying chaser in training, isn't
1: he? oh yeah.
0: Um, it's a terrible shame he's had the injuries he's had.
2: But I mean, when he won the King George, it was a ba- it was a bad race behind him, and mm. uh, the, the form was 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 poor by King George standards, but. He, and the time wasn't great either but no one seemed to remember that he was gearing down from three out of the line. He was easing down for three fences when he won it as a novice so having basically jumped pretty badly in three novice chases his, his, in, his sort of inherent ability is absolutely massive still mm-hmm. so it was great it was great to see him back.
0: Yeah, big time.
1: I would just with Tisselcrack, I, I he'd be one that I I think it would be really important that he'd have a, a sound surface in the gold cup because I, I took the same view when he was in his prime, we'll say after winning the King George, that I, I was just really afraid of the prospect of, of the Gold Cup course and distance for him. I don't think he's a really thorough stayer. Um, and I he, he doesn't quite help himself with his jumping. He doesn't help himself with the with the, the strength with which he tends to travel. And look, while he clearly stays well, does he stay very well? I just don't know. You know, I think Manny well, Clouds... I think, I think
2: you've made the, I think you've made the point, Kevin, that he almost travels, he almost takes too much of a a grip, he almost sits too too hard, doesn't he, through mm. the race to, to to give himself a chance of getting home and extended three and a quarter miles, particularly on softish ground. I think that's a I think that's a, an excellent point.
1: Yeah, and I, I, like I think the the view, you know, I think many clouds just outstayed him that day. You know, he shaped mm. he shaped like the best horse every step of the way until very late and I know the ground was soft on that occasion there was a particularly strong test but he'll have to go further in the gold cup and there's a fair few miles on the clock and uh, some some injuries injury issues as well since then so that would just concern me I've said it all along I'd love to see him in a Ryanair clearly not going to happen but I think I really do think he'd be fully effective over that trip Um, And I would just, with a view to the Gold Cup, I would just be very afraid of the test for him.
0: So with the King George and the former Lexus now Savills chase having been run, uh, who currently interests Nick Luck? And where are the Luck millions being invested to Uh, take the biggest prize in racing?
2: Possibly not um, Ken Boy. I more I think I'm more interested in the horse that Ruby rode at uh, at Tremor yesterday. Al
0: boob Al yeah.
2: I thought he was quite impressive and and of course he was just plugging on wasn't he behind presenting Percy in the in the RSA now presenting Percy deservedly is the head of the market for the Gold Cup but you know we we'd like to sort of have some some contemporary evidence would be quite nice wouldn't it and uh, it, I thought it was good to see album Photo come out and post an early strike in the Savills I thought that was quite impressive he's, a, he's out of a Dom Alco mayor as well and anyone who'd listened to the early musings of Paul Nichols knows that Dom Alco stay and stay and stay all day so a horse is bred for lots of stamina and appeared to improve for a bit of a trip, and I think that um, I think he's quite an interesting proposition. He's not really proven on ground much quicker than, than soft, or at least yielding to soft. But I think he's a player. I like these young improving horses. They tend to be the sort of horses that that win gold cups, and the market tends to be skewed in favour of horses who've been there and done it before, who rarely do win. Yeah. So I, I it's, it's such a, it's such an extreme test of a racehorse that it's only the very best ones that can keep coming back and doing it time and time again.
0: Well, I'm quite keen on that. That's he's twenty to one anti-post, and that's a pretty damn good bet for you, Kev.
1: Um, well, look, I'd echo what Nick says. Percy is the potential X factor in the race, isn't he? But he's got to yeah. get out, get racing. Uh, he showed last season that an unorthodox preparation isn't a, a barrier, isn't a barrier to him uh, when doing some mad things on the way to to winning the RSA in terms of the races he ran in. Uh, so look, Pat is a great man to get them ready for the big day, but the, there's no bigger day than the Gold Cup, and if there's any lack of conditioning or lack of race hardiness, it, it will generally be found out there. So uh, you're going to get no prizes for putting him up at four to one. I don't think e- either way. And uh, just to echo what I said a couple of hours ago in the previous podcast, in a, in a race now that would make loads of appeal to me. Now it's you can you can get very picky with an awful lot of them. Uh, as you make your way down through the list, but Bell's Hill is a bit interesting now that, uh, for me, he allayed the, those those fears about him going left-handed. We were saying in the previous podcast, Nick, that you know, the, this the, you know the trend is is it's a factual fact that he's got a much better record going right-handed than left. But having watched them super closely in the in the Savile's Chase, he was straight as a gun barrel, and he just shaped like a horse that went there needing the run and uh, we know that he stays very well we know that there's loads of talent in there and um, yeah look at the price it's it's purely a price thing he's a 20 to one shot and I'm finding myself getting very iffy and butty but all of them as I look down through them until I get to him so there you go yeah I'll go with those
2: there's sort of three three things that are significant about Bells Hill aren't there Uh, one is that he's sort of gradually got a little bit better with each season hasn't he? he's just without Without making anybody fall off their chair with excitement, he's gradually got a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better in terms of his rating and his his general level of ability. He, he he's definitely improved the more they've stepped him up in trip. Ruby Walsh chose to ride him in the race on on the twenty eighth at Leopardstown, and he's got plenty of form on a sound surface. So I can I can see the I can see the case for for that.
1: Well, one thing I forgot to mention there in my my summary of Bell's Hill is that all that being said there is a a little bit of a concern about him at Cheltenham not not so much because it's left handed but he just seems to struggle a bit in the downhill sections of the track and he just he may not be in love with it maybe nothing but it's a slight concern but given that he's 20 to 1 um, I'd be probably happy enough to to take the chance that that's not the case but it is it is something that I'd have on my mind with him
0: well, given the way anti post markets work, you can't exactly be getting excited about 4 to 1 presenting Percy, but 20 to 1 album photo and 20 to 1 Bells Hill, that's, a, that's something that you can be getting excited about.
1: Well, no, I, I would qualify my view on Bells Hill there saying that it, it's not a really strongly held opinion. <laughs> I'm just trying to find something in a yeah. market that in the main doesn't make a whole lot of appeal right now to be rudely honest for me it is a strong opinion I, I really like
0: Bells Hill and I think Nick's made a good argument for album photo so I'll, I'll dutch both and uh, hopefully it'll be reverse forecast job in the day, and we can all head off to Dubai afterwards. Um, The race before the King George was the Unibet Christmas Hurdle, which was won by Nico de Boinville for Nicky Henderson on Verdana Blue, one of the biggest upsets in the history of the race. Yet Nico de Boinville looked as though, he looked like, Dot Cotton he looked
2: thrilled he looked thrilled yeah
0: yeah his expression was was like Dot Cotton licking piss off a nettle like you've just won a grade one (laughs) 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 poor (laughs) Dot why are you why are you not absolutely thrilled or maybe it's because you've beaten your boss's long odds on favourite Nick what what was your impression of the Christmas hurdle
2: Uh, I thought that if he genuinely believed that he'd had a a meaningful chance of winning that she'd have beaten him by a length and a half not mm. by a short head mm. and i suspect that this race is being underrated somewhat i'm quite a big fan of the third horse if the cap fits who everyone thinks is a really strong stayer, but i'm not Convinced, I'm just not sure that they've quite got there with him yet this season, but I think he is going to make up into a good horse. I know that Global Citizen is a good horse, even if he's not quite up to this class. And they were pretty well outpointed late in the day. It's clearly a race that's been won with a turn of foot. She has superior uh, flat speed for Dana Blue, essentially, to to Dare, And I don't really think there was that much of a fluke about it. Does that does that make me think that she could beat him in a champion hurdle? No, I'm not sure. I, I do think that, but I think on the day, I think it was a fair result, and I think that Barry Geraghty thought it was a fair result on the day as well. He said beaten by a better one on the day, and I'm I'm kind of inclined to to go with that if if they genuinely believe she's a mare that can win listed or group three races on the flat and be competitive in a Melbourne Cup then on a good, sound, strong surface in a, in a Christmas hurdle which is a, a five-runner race and essentially turns into a test of speed where has made a really, really bad mistake three from home she's, a, she's perfectly entitled to go and win the race
0: Makes perfect sense uh, Also, Kevin there's now blood in the water and when there's blood in the water the sharks will come so Bouvedere and uh, his Twitter account, you and him have been rowing for quite some time. Oh, we haven't. You've had this, <laughs> this grudge between each other for a long time. Uh, we didn't know that Bouvedere was, was so intelligent that he's able to tweet himself, but he actually does have his own Twitter account and has been having a pop at you. So we, there, there are lots of listeners who've got in touch to say they cannot wait to hear your views on this race. So now is your time, my son. Now is your time. After he's mocked you for beating Sam Crow but Sam Crow has <laughs> done nothing for that form <laughs> so come on unleash it on Bouvedere overrated he's a
1: hype job that's all he is uh, it was just a bit disappointing wasn't it because what he did to Sam Crow at the time looked to be a career best effort it looked to be the performance we were waiting for from Bouvardaire really to establish himself as one, one of the ones yeah because for me, certainly, he hadn't done enough to justify that sort of billing, despite two champion hurdle wins, and then we we come back and we get this, you know. And I don't know. I've thought about, I've thought about this a lot. There's a few different factors, you know. You could talk about he he got to the front a bit soon. You could certainly talk about the mistake, um, while it didn't seem to to halt his momentum, considering he barely lifted a leg. Um, it, it probably inter- it did interrupt his his rhythm if you know what I mean in that it's impossible not to walk through a hurdle and, and it costs you something he had to he had to bring the revs up to, yeah. to get back going again but he's got to the front a little bit sooner than ideal maybe Kempton isn't an ideal track for him but all of these things they're they're small enough things you know you should be able to overcome small enough things to beat a horse that you're you know you, you're weighted to have 13 pounds in hand of um my my thought that I came away with and look and maybe Nick's right maybe Verdana Blue has has just taken a good step forward in conditions that were that were perfect for her in terms of course and distance ground and the way the race set up could well have happened probably she probably did come forward a bit but I just can't help but think Boover Dare was below himself for some reason and you just wonder putting the pieces together there was plenty of talk uh, before and after the fighting fifth that Boover Dare was considered in need of the run. He he physically looked quite burly. He's produced probably a career best effort, if, if not just matching well, his previous best.
2: Does anyone know what he achieved in the fighting fifth? Now? Well, don't really the, the, know, the, the, yes, well
1: that's well some between Somerville Boy and Sam Crow, it's a much and harder they, thing they, to put I your mean, finger they, on.
2: They've all run lamentably since, haven't Terribly. they? it might just be that he fell into fell into looking really good in the in the fighting fifth and it, it could have flattered him massively and he's run to a similar level at Kempton
1: definitely a possibility yeah. definitely a possibility that's but, something we can't rule out yeah uh, t- my my theory was that perhaps off the back of a big effort when maybe not in peak physical condition he's just bounced a little bit uh, I know he's had four weeks to get over it but that's, some, that's a possibility that would come into my mind. Would it be
0: possible it a- that, that Nicky has taken it easy with him, that he was taken aback with how easily he did it in Newcastle and has subsequently taken it easy with him in training?
2: The only thing that would make me doubt that theory is that he's often made a point of saying he's an incredibly stuffy horse who needs lots of work. Uh, yeah. Good so point. Would he, would he then just sit and do nothing with him for three weeks? Uh, maybe. Maybe do you it's think okay. we'll see him again between now and the Champion Hurdle I think we'll have to I think
1: he's going oh, to have to in Kennedy's favorite race God oh almighty <laughs> the contenders uh, does
2: it still exist <laughs> stupid <laughs> race
0: I, I assume so does I, it exists I have a feeling you know that race has been has been scrapped Really I have a feeling oh. that I, am I right about this nick on, people I, people, have, people have listened to to me rubbish that race at Sandown and the Sandown authorities have, have taken action and decided yeah we'll, we'll get rid of it it's an embarrassment
2: I definitely definitely had a, a conversation with as the tabloids like to say a senior insider at the race course last mm. year
1: okay I'll, I'll, said, I'll find this as we're talking
2: who said we'll have to get rid of that next year after last year's resounding length and three quarter success over John Constable in that three runner race but the problem is if you only put a few grand on for a race like that you're not going to get any runners that's the other problem so it's become a self-fulfilling prophecy really um
1: oh no it's also (laughs) it's there oh for god it's a a listed race
2: so well if you've got a if you've got a mare it's probably a lot easier to get black type running in that and and just pottering around than it is to run them in one of these mayor's races now
1: the listed race 17 grand to the winner Oh, of course
2: who could forget last year's uh last year's third captain (sighs) who who had got black type for finishing third
1: yeah, jeez, there's some soft type, soft, soft black type dished out in some of these graded races over jumps, jeez. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Sandown.
0: It's a beautiful track to go to, but that is a ridiculously stupid, stupid race.
1: Yeah, the second it's on, it's on the same weekend as the Dublin Racing Festival.
0: Well, it won't bother us, so we'll be watching it on replays, assuming we can actually do so. Um, <laughs> what would be...
2: <laughs> A bit of politics there <laughs> ladies and gentlemen
0: a bit of politics. <laughs> uh, what would be your idea of the champion hurdle winner at the moment because it's all about Cheltenham obviously but the festive racing was fantastic but in your mind Nick uh, as Bouvedere is currently around about a, Carl to be fair going six to four about him
2: um, now, is Lorena going to run us out of the weekend?
0: I hope she does.
2: It, it's Lady, Lady Lucan, as I'm now calling her.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I, where is she?
0: It's a damn good question, that one. Was... I mean,
2: you can't... Surely, if... The, I don't, I don't understand this whole thing about the ground. I really don't. I appreciate the fact she's got to have soft ground or soft-ish ground or ground with no jar in it or whatever. You are not going to get quick ground in January at Sandown. You look at the frost covers are down this week. Um, The the course map is a mixture of good to soft and soft on the hurdles. They've had heavy ground both meetings so far this season. It's not going to have dried out that much. It's pretty cold. It's pretty damp. And... Yeah, it's it's not gonna be soft, but it's gonna be, you know, winter to the ground. So I don't really know. I mean, presumably they're just waiting until she shows a bit more sparkle at home, I'm guessing. Mm, I maybe. wonder.
0: I wonder is that. The, like she's been entered for the the, uh, the Ascot hurdle, the Beulah. And she said three or, two, or four, the, yeah, and the right, and she's yeah. m- missed all of them. And I, I wonder, Nick, is it a because the connections are very, very keen. The owners want to go for the champion. Like, they've made well, it pretty clear. The,
2: I think she's the most um, most exciting horse. Really, I, I think I, I'm pretty. I'd be fairly sure the champion hurdle's going to be won by a mare this year. That's mm, okay. uh, that would be my. My single, I mean, it's, it's Apples, Jade, or Lorena. I think they're the brilliant horses, really, to and, potentially.
0: And of course, Apples, Jade will be running in the race, two races after the champion hurdle. She won't.
2: I think she'll run in the champion hurdle. She, because uh, I, I think they've got to, especially with Sam Crow. What did he say? No bottle, no battle, whatever. I, yeah. I think I think she'll end up in the champion hurdle. And I think, hopefully, Lorena will end up in there. And I think the seven pounds is just huge with, with horses of that cat caliber. Um I don't think Boudet is unbeatable for all he's a very worthy horse and, and I'd they'd be the ones I'd be I'd be interested in. I think it'll it'll be an Irish trained winner and the likelihood is it'll be an Irish trained mare.
0: So you think after all the talk from O'Leary that now that Sam Crow has been shown up for what he is and in fact we actually had a conversation with the fact that clearly something's wrong with Sam Crow because that wasn't his form
2: he hasn't been shown up for what he is he's, no. been, he's just not well, I mean no, you can't look at it as reductively as that yeah and exactly I, I think mm-hmm. the, oh no I was I was, was a massive workforce after Cheltenham is, is, is kind of um, is getting getting themselves a rib removed because they they think that uh, they think they've been so clever but it's <laughs> <laughs> they're, two, they're two completely different horses. The one last season and the one that this season. You, you, yeah, anyone can see that. Yeah. It's, you
0: know. No, I, I um, was.
2: was he, he was a bloody brilliant horse last year, and he's a bloody unbrilliant horse this year.
0: I was being uh, sarcastic when I made that comment, and uh, yeah, following the, up the, the, on the,
1: the Twitter Nick, we, we, we talked about this at great great length. Yeah, on <laughs> the, on the, the, the uh, on
0: the Irish <laughs> Review, but it, he's unlikely to run in the Champion Hurdle now, and with that you think that they will switch and run Apple's Jade because if they do Rory Delarghi's bank balance is up for a, a massive boost
2: it could happen
1: definitely yeah. it depends what happens in the Irish champion hurdle that's going to be the decider and, uh,
2: exactly, they've got to give her another bash at a grade one over two miles just yeah. to have a look-see, haven't they? And actually, even if they don't, I, I just think she's got so much graded, she's got so much grade one form in open company that without she'd be competitive in any race they ran her in. I, listen, I know last year didn't work out, but there were valid reasons for that, and it wouldn't have mattered what race they'd run her in. You know, if you take a horse there and the horse is below form, it's not going to win a mayor's uh, Laura or a champion hurdle. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I think she's got loads and loads of... Well, I'm not exactly saying anything insightful for a change, but um, she's just very, very talented.
0: All right. So it's Apples Jade. We're going to back Apples Jade at 20. Or
2: Lorena. I mean, I just said it's it's, a, it's an Irish mare, whatever.
0: Yeah. The only problem with Lorena is she's so, so short. Um, like four to, four to one. God, almighty tonight. Nice. Uh, tonight. So that is the uh, two big races on day one of Kempton. We had the novice chase as well, Nick, the ah. the one fifty five, um, the Cotto Star Novices Chase, which went the way of. Yet another mayor, uh, Labago Roy for Warren Gratrix <laughs> and Richard Johnson beating top of the game, and the much hyped Santini back in third. Your thoughts on Labago Roy's performance?
2: oh she's very good isn't she I don't think there's any horse that surprised me more this season than La Bagua I'm, <laughs> bag <laughs> <it. laughs> I'm sure that the trainer hasn't been surprised because the trainer has always raved about her he is a, a, a natural optimist for sure but um, and she's won so many races it's unbelievable how many races she's won for for a horse of her age she's only just turned 8 she's won 13 of her 18 starts so she'd come into this season she'd won 7 of 11 hurdles and you kind of thought you knew where you were at with her. She was a she was a one fifty horse really, and up against real good ones she'd be she'd be exposed. But she's looked physically very different this season. I think she's much more compact and or she she's grown into a frame or she's filled a frame a little bit so she doesn't look as gangly and gorgeous, much more organized, and she's brilliant over offenses She's much she's much slicker and faster over a than I thought she'd be. She's been chucked in against um geldings three times. She's beaten them three times. She's beaten Lost in Translation twice. And then she's beaten a really good horse top of the game who's form tied in from Exeter with all the other good novices we've seen this season. So um, she's superb. The trainer doesn't think she likes Cheltenham. So it sounds sounds like she may or may not go to Cheltenham, but she is going to go to the Dublin Racing Festival. Hurrah! Which is is fantastic. This is good news. This is great news.
0: Because this is one of the things that we were talking about with you last season, Nick, was why were English trainers and UK trainers not coming over to the Dublin Racing Festival given the massive amounts of prize money that were on offer? And Warren Graytrix has obviously heard that and decided, I'm going. We're, we're heading over.
2: All power to him. All power to him. It's a good spot. He, first thing he said was, the money's fantastic. The yeah. money is fantastic. And uh, she'll get that huge allowance again. And away you go. Uh, and uh, and she's showing the benefit of experience and to, to take quite a few races as well. That's some haul, isn't it? 13 wins and she's only just turned eight.
1: It's ridiculous. Uh, there's nothing better than a good mare. Uh,
0: this means that... <laughs> <laughs>
2: The way you said that,
0: I'm sure producer D is thrilled with that comment. Uh,
2: home of the home of the homespun horse racing cliche, the final furlong. Uh, if you, now, if you have a good mare, they'll give you everything. Yes, yes. All <laughs> right.
0: Um, presumably, she'd be taking on Delta work if she comes over.
2: Well, that would be even better, wouldn't it? I mean, be fantastic. Great prospect. He, he looks freakishly talented, but yeah. bring it on.
0: Mini RSA there. Um, Santini, Kev, what did you make of his performance? Did he, has he enhanced his RSA credentials, or has he shown um, a kink in his armor?
1: No, like a little bit, not quite to that, that extent, but a little bit of native river syndrome here, and that a lot of people expected Kempton three miles around there to be a bit sharp from, him. And um, it probably was a bit, but... I wouldn't be as quick to jump up and down and forgive him as uh, as other people. I think he, did he shorten the RSA after he, this? I he think has, he, did.
0: he has shortened to um, 3 to 1.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be quite as forgiving as that myself. I don't think this isn't is Native River. I, I don't think he's quite as slow as Native so, River.
2: <laughs> isn't it the Bobsworth thing? Same won the same race at Newbury third in the Felton, um, trained by Henderson. Isn't it that principle? People are thinking that you know he's only going to improve for an extra, you know, an extra a, a more significant test of stamina, and he's never been right-handed before he went to Kempton.
1: Yeah, I, I don't like that sort of thinking. If you if you went up and asked Santini who Bob word was, I bet you he wouldn't know.
2: No, I I don't <laughs> not either. I don't either. I think it's I think that kind of logic is is flawed. I'm just saying, is that mm. not the logic that is that is informing the fact, the shortening of price? Again, it's it's too. It's an overcorrection, isn't it? Insofar as five, five, six years ago, he'd have lengthened yeah. for the for the RSA and all the shrewdies would have gone. But of course, everyone's a shrewdie now, so <laughs> that that avenue has been closed. You yeah.
0: well, Nick. Sorry, I've just been handed a press release here. Sorry, let me just get this. Oh. Yeah, press release. Uh, Santini backed into three to one with our particular firm uh, all the right faces were on uh, and this is courtesy of leon blanche thank you leon and uh, explains why uh, they've cut the horse to to threes um I, what, what was the horse
1: that originated from again do you remember it was a willy horse it was a willy horse that ended up being a non-runner
0: yeah. wasn't, wasn't it for the tinkle creek Oh. Was it Duvan was being backed by all the right favor by all the right faces, and it was Undersoe who lined up instead.
2: Quite possibly, the right fa- the right faces have been around for years, though. All they? the I mean, right this, faces. That, this
1: particular one, though, was just extra special.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they shortened Duvan to odds on, and Leon was saying all the right faces were on, and then he was pulled, and Undo Soho lined up instead. If, you, if
1: listeners, if you remember. What we're talking about here, give us, give us, a, give us a nudge just yeah. to put us right. I, th- it... I think you're right, Kennedy. But
0: I, I, i think. Do you know what? I think I'm more confident about that than I was about any question in the Christmas quiz. <laughs> Thanks a bunch, Adam Webb. Uh, Delta Work is six to one. Santini's three to one. Labagaroy twelve. So it doesn't look like she's going to go to Cheltenham. So we can forget that. Delta Work is six to one. Non-runner, no bet. I'd be taking that. Mm,
1: it's not unreasonable. Uh, very quickly, Nick. Did you do our Christmas quiz? no uh, get stuck into that now you'd enjoy that
2: oh well, how, can you try me on a few other questions
1: oh we could uh, we'll do it very quickly uh, I, will I give you the hardest ones <laughs> see how yeah, you go uh, give, him, give Nick two, me, two of the hardest ones as we, as we move on ok two seconds now and I will pull these out because I saved them on a file of course right Nick could here. be
0: playing a genius double bluff oh, he, really he has could. played he the he really could and knows all the answers
1: <laughs> it's
2: all trust here because I haven't really got much on so I've got plenty of time to do that <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Nick look NBC's Nick Luck has got
1: loads of time on his hands Let me like- <laughs> okay hold on we'll give you a couple of easy ones uh, name the sire of Dare. Creole. There we go. Good man. Uh d- 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 another one from the easy section. Name the four female trainers to have trained the winner of the Grand National.
2: Boom. Venetia Williams, Jenny Pittman, Sue Smith and uh Lucinda Russell.
1: Bang. Spot on. We yeah. well, I, we had this idea before that for the quiz some year we should get Nick on with maybe Delargy and get them to go head to head live. Oh I know, that's pretty just good. That's like- that's just like throwing me to the lion No,
0: Rory's yeah. banned Rory's banned He's too good R- Rory's... I think that's an idea we
1: should look into for next year
0: No, no we, can't, we can't have Rory on it He'll just It'll be insufferable He'll know everything uh, We'll get Nick on But we can't have, have Rory on
1: Rory can set the questions uh, Okay During the First World War No Nick, <laughs> Where was the Grand National held? oh gatwick there we go <laughs> okay mm. we, we'll move on to the mediums no no no. go to the hard we'll go to the go hard, to the hard okay, questions we'll, we'll get this over with that was an easy one. Two, <laughs> two hard questions go on oh and this is a fabulous question name the horse who was sent off favorite for an open grade one chase on his chasing debut an open grade one. i'll give you a clue it was about i don't know 10 years ago 12 years ago maybe
2: an open grade one chase
1: and it's chasing the oh. super high profile hurdler went chasing everyone thought he was going to be a gold cup horse didn't work out <laughs> um, trending Britain
2: pro- yeah, yeah 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 hang on <laughs> All right. Oh, I know, I know, I know the horse. I know the horse. I know the horse. I know the horse. I think it is. It's that grey oh, horse, isn't it? Trained yeah. By John Joe O'Neill. Here we the go. Big, gangly yakaruni. Iris is good. <laughs>
1: yay <laughs> superb! And now we'll finish up with the most. I wouldn't diff- have
2: got it. I wouldn't have got that without the clues. I wouldn't have got it without the clues.
1: But we'll finish up with the most difficult question of the whole lot. If I can dig it out here. Uh, once again, a huge thank you to Adam Webb
0: for setting these questions for us because it must have been a tedious task for him. And uh, he brought a lot of joy <laughs> to a lot of people, and a lot of anger to a lot of people as well. I'm going to tell
1: you this, Nick, you're not getting this. You're yeah, not Nick, this.
0: if you get this one right, then I will take my hat off to you
1: and I am wearing one. Name the horse who had the misfortunate accolade of falling in the champion hurdle, hurdle the, gold cup, the gold cup, and, the grand, and the grand
2: National. That old chestnut it's black humour. Isn't it? Isn't it black humour, Charlie Brooks? Tell me I'm right.
1: You've cheated. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, you've listened to the quiz you've listened to the quiz you've
2: r e a bot brand. ah
1: stop ah okay. uh, here right. you've got no, I'm not,
2: how could i possibly achieve it right you I listened to, to the podcast before you before you've, you
0: came on you played this celebrate. game you play this game with your family christmas day uh you've known all the answers or you've got race Hang
2: on. i'm setting off the. i'm setting off the disco, the mobile disco ball to celebrate. here we go <laughs> the motion sensor disco ball is flying in celebration of Kep, black humour.
0: Not to, uh, not, not to um, question in any way Nick's <laughs> integrity. I am duffing my cap to him, uh, and you can you can verify that here in studio. Do
2: you know what? That's in somebody's book. That that's the only reason. I, that is definitely in somebody's book. Is it because it black humour was the horse? I think it broke Skudamore's leg, ah, badly. Or it broke some... I think it was Peter Scudamore's leg. It broke badly somewhere at Newbury or something like that. It was owned by our bot, Wigmore Street. But I think by the time it fell in the Gold Cup and the National, I think Lady Lloyd Webber might have got her mitts on it.
0: <laughs> it is super impressive,
2: dude. <laughs> it, Nick Luke, it, was, it was a Charlie Brooks project. I'm sure it was.
0: If anybody doubted Nick Luck's knowledge of racing, in your face... In your face, encyclopedic knowledge. I tell
1: you that's, what, on that, uh, to, look, has just, just laid down the gauntlet for DeLarghi for next year. Well, that's that's actually, what that is. R- R-
2: Rory will agree with this. You could ask me questions of a similar ilk from like three years ago and I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> I think if, you, if, you, if there's a period where you started following racing in, in in earnest, like from in your, I don't know, early teens or whatever, actually, like probably before my early teens, but sometime around then, and you, it's then, isn't it, that you remember everything from then. So all that kind of national hunt racing from about 88 to 95, I'm probably pretty good. But uh, anything after that, I've declined fairly steeply.
0: So, Nick, would you take part in the final forum Podcast Christmas quiz?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay.
0: Okay, just, just, um, just going to pause the podcast for a second. Um, will you tell Adam Webb to set questions from the last three years <laughs> right, just in the last three years that's great that's, well, that is that uh, is. I could see this I've really started...
1: I can see this really escalating now with Delargy and Luck doing call out videos for each other <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well, I'm like, in the prime of my life <laughs> i in so, the prime so, of my life
1: I the
2: Albert Bartlett last year and I said I haven't got a clue I could not I have, could not remember the horse's name seriously uh, oh that's fantastic I just couldn't couldn't Call up the race in my mind at all.
0: As we move on to the rest mm. of the review, I just want to know that that is a verbal contract is binding. <laughs> Nick joins us for the Christmas quiz at the end of the year, right? The UniBet Desert Orchid Chase mm. with nothing more than a schooling session for the mighty Altior, who wins no, by nineteen wasn't. lengths. Is there anything that can touch this horse? Because nope. Footpad got beaten. Min, ne'er. Nah. Underso probably won't run and might not get his ground anyway. He's just different class to all these, Nick, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he is, to be honest. And, and yeah, the, the, the old flat spot narrative seems to have gone as well now, which was, was sort of creeping up toward the end of last season. And I suspect the flat spot issue, such as it was, was something to do with really bad ground and an interrupted preparation. He's looked, he's looked even better again this time round. It's just, just so easy. And he'll go to the Clarence house and he'll win that be good to see, it's good to see an Underso rematch because you know that Underso is going to lay it down to him and if there is ever a day when is having an off day you can pretty much bet your life that Underso won't have an off day so but it's with a dryish forecast as well it's very hard to see the tingle Creek form turning around so yeah he'll keep winning he'll just keep winning
0: but it would be a joy to see the two of them jumping the last as altior then inevitably powers clear yeah, that's the
2: thing. But that you've made the point inadvertently insofar as he's a length clear at the last, he'll be 12 clear at the line.
0: Mm. He's a phenomenal horse. He really that's is.
2: The, that's the ridiculous bit about him.
0: What do you make of the... Well, I'm going to be selfish and 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 uh, biased here and, and lead this off by saying, what do you make of this ridiculous argument from some people that he should be opt in trip? Uh,
2: I would um, not I, I don't think he should be upped in trip. I, I mean, I don't think it's any sort of. There isn't some sort of moral obligation on the part of connections to do it. Would I like to see him try it? God, yeah. Who wouldn't? I mean, if you're if you find the idea of of challenging a horse to 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 the maximum interesting, more interesting than whether it's going to finish its career with a nice, satisfying string of ones by its name, then yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm definitely in that school, and and yeah, I'd love to see him run in the. Running the King George next year because it is one of the great premier races in uh, in England or Ireland. So yeah, I'd be I'd be I'd be well up to seeing him try it. Um, and if he got beat, he got beat. Then they just come back and win a load more races at two miles. So what?
0: Yeah. Do you think that going for because we we talked about this with Mick Fitzgerald at Cheltenham, and I remember it's it's stuck with me since because he he was looking me dead in the eyes when he said. I think Altior is the best horse I've ever seen, and that really took me aback because we were live. Uh, because I didn't, I wasn't like stuck for words, but it did make me go, "Wow!" Like Mick Fitzgerald stating that this is the best horse that that he thinks he's ever seen. That's mm-hmm. got an awful lot of weight behind it, and um, he did mention the King George as being a, a possible target for him. That he might now be ready to go up further. But subsequent to that, we've seen him win. Uh, at Sandown, we've seen him win the, the Tinkle Creek. We've seen him have a schooling Gallup there at Kempton and pick up more prize money and go and win. And I just wonder if winning, you know, the potential of winning three champion chases is is more prestigious and would be better for his legacy than taking the chance well, of up. Upping... He's going to do.
2: He's going to do that anyway. He's going to win three champion chases anyway if he stays sound. Yeah. So you probably you'd probably win a King George as well. I don't. I don't. Think the two things are mutually exclusive. The problem is, if you go and win a King George, now everyone thinks you've got to run in a
0: in a gold in a cup, gold
2: cup or, mm. or worse still, run in the Ryanair. But I, I, <laughs> I obviously that's not the case. You can, you know, history is littered with horses who run 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 the King George and then run in the Champion Chase. Uh, one man being the obvious example. One two King Georges, one of which was at Sandown. draw back and trip won the Champion Chase. Um, yeah, remittance man didn't stay in the King George he won the championship loads of, loads of horses who won the championship Sensation won the championship didn't stay in the King George there's lots of them that tried it and it, it didn't work and then there's horses who've managed to win both races so you know I'd, I don't think that's an issue
0: he is different class and it's going to be a joy to watch him in the Clarence House against Underso and then probably 10-1 to 1 on Uh, at Cheltenham in the champion chase, as long as he stays sound. Um, There was a huge amount of talk about Lawler after his debut success at Cheltenham, and rightly so uh, (laughs) for the Wolakots, but he's subsequently been beaten. Kalashnikov, Remy Murphy was getting uh, a huge amount of talk. He has subsequently been beaten. Nobody's really talking about Dynamite Dollars, who has claimed the scalp of those horses uh, one after the other. This Arkel is a little bit more wide open than people are giving it credit for, I would think. What did you make of Dynamite Dollars against Kalashnikov?
2: This two-mile two steeplechase division is habitually not that deep. I mean, you can get very, very, very good ones, and we've just been talking about a few of them. But it, you tend not to get that many of them who, for whom it's a specialist discipline. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I think Dynamite Dollars is a... It's a pretty worthy horse. He was thrashed by Lawler at Cheltenham, though. Mm. Oh, and I'd, I'd anticipate that Lawler could, could could beat him again in the in the Arkle. The one the one I quite like in the in the Arkle is um is Zeffy de Soy. If he drops back in trip, I thought he ran very, very well behind Lost in Translations. all the best novice chase form was coming into that dipper in one in one form or another, wasn't it? You had the the the, the horse who was second in the Corto Star form represented, and you had the winner of the Corto Stars form represented in that, and then uh, and then you had the the bitter disappointment as well. But you, um, I, I thought Deffy just sort of jumped and travelled like a horse who who was well worth a, a bash in the Arkle. But I suspect that. Um, I suspect there's probably the, uh, a winner of the Arkle lurking in Ireland somewhere, but I'm not quite sure which one it is. I
0: don't think we're quite certain which one. It's oh, so we are. Lurichberg wins. <laughs>
1: there you go. Maybe
0: easy. on the bridle.
1: Easy game.
0: Yeah, easy. <laughs> ah, don't you steal my lines? Uh, but no, it, 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 easy game. Lurichberg. We can get eight to one about him. Uh, General.
2: Calash- I thought. I thought. I thought Kalashnikov was. I didn't think his jumping was brilliant. I don't think his jumping's been perfect yet. Mm. I, my view of Kalashnikov, is a very, very good horse who wants a trip and possibly softer ground. I think some two and a half miles plus on soft ground and you could see an absolute monster of a horse. But I don't think you're going to see it on fastest ground at two miles
0: he's been an absolute star for Amy Murphy so far Deffy Desoy I had to eat humble pie last year ah. after he won on his second chase start bolting up um, Kev, what did, Nick was very impressed with his run the other day he just thinks the drop back and trip would suit are you in agreement?
1: yeah I think def- I, I would be amazed if they didn't go back and trip with him uh, like it, it was kind of an extended two mile three when he won at Exeter but he shaped like the best horse on the day here and just got ran out of it and uh, his jumping is, is more than adequate um, as has become a bit of a trademark he, he nearly went into orbit at the first he he jumped it so big uh, it's been a bit of a trend of his that he jumps the, the early couple a bit big and then settles down into it and he settled down into it quicker here than he has in his previous two runs over fences and he was very good and he just he shaped like the best horse and then he just seemed to run out of, run out of steam up the run in, so coming back in trip definitely. The foot, the level of the form looks very good. We know he's a good horse. He's clearly back to himself now, so it wouldn't be a, a mad shout at all. Uh, Kalash the I I take a slightly different view, Nick. I and we couldn't see obviously all of the the run at Kempton with all the with all the fog and all mm. that. But the view I'd taken on him based on his two previous runs, I I, I rock and roll with him over two miles make the running with him oh,
2: make the running yeah, yes, I don't, yeah I see what you mean he's a stay He's a, he, well he's certainly a staying two miler if he's a two miler
1: yeah I, I think his jumping would be better I think he's quite exuberant and I think tr- trying to rein him back to, to get him to settling behind something that doesn't really suit him I think it was his second start over fences they kind of let him stride on from maybe halfway off the top of my head and I thought his jumping was better he looked more comfortable looked happier and um, being able to do his own thing in front and that would be the way I'd ride him but that's just me but very disappointing you see from what we could see of the race he was off the bridle an awful long way out which is one thing you wouldn't really expect from him. um so it was a bit disappointing you could well be right it, kenner a, here's
2: the thing kevin I, I i've only just i've only just looked this up so i'm not this, i'm not being a, uh, i'm not being a smartass because i didn't know this before i just just flicked on flicked this on but you know, at Kempton the other day, he recorded his highest racing post rating by three pounds.
0: Mm. That's interesting.
2: Mm. I, I just like sometimes you just wonder whether a horse, whether the horse's reputation exceeds their uh, exceeds the balance of their form. And mm. uh, I just I just thought that was I'm not sort of trying to um, point anything out other than the fact, which is that perhaps he wasn't that disappointing, and perhaps perhaps Dynamite Dollars is a pretty good horse
1: yeah maybe so and look Dynamite Dollars I suppose is falling victim to that that trend we discussed it fairly enough on the previous podcast in that he wasn't an especially good hurdler he was kind of a 130s hurdler and when you know it, it it's not a, a common thing but it, it can often happen that a horse will just take a notable step forward for a switch defenses. fences but I think it takes everyone a bit of time to acknowledge what's happening because it it doesn't seem believable at first you know if you if you'd said at the start of the season "Yeah, dynamite dollars for the arkle um you would have got laughed out of the place obviously yeah. um but you know he's i know he got well beat by lawler that day at Shelton but other than that he's been very very good and beating horses that that have brought a high level of form to the table uh so yeah maybe maybe i'm guilty of uh, of underestimating dynamite dollars maybe the the market is guilty of underestimating him maybe he'll just prove to be the best but yeah. Well, maybe we all are, because that
0: Racing post Trophy that he made his debut in, okay, he didn't win it. Obviously, Lauder produced that fantastic performance. But Paul Nichols won that with Alfaroff. He won it with Dodging Bullets, that superstar. And, um, and La Parisienne as well. So he's won that race with, with decent horses before, which means that he's targeted with horses that he thinks are going to make it and uh, the vast majority of them did so maybe we should be maybe we need to get Harry Durham on the phone and give him a little bit more respect than we've given him so far
1: look he's he's earned it to be fair to him his last yeah. two runs have, have been very good I know I think we, we threw stones at the, the form of the, the Henry VIII I think at the time um, like Arnua to be fair had been quite quite well exposed as a summer novice chaser over here and he went on soft ground there that day at Sandown and we were saying, well, is it really credible that he could have all of a sudden run a career best on soft ground, given that he'd shown a notable preference for a sounder surface before that? Um, but look, this was probably more like it, you know, Koleshnikov, for all that he didn't necessarily shape the way we might have expected him to in that he was off the bridle that far out. Um, they, like, they've come away from the rest, they've left the rest for dead. So maybe maybe we are being a small bit disrespectful to Dynamite Dollars, but if you are a Dynamite Dollars fan, I think you will continue to to benefit from that in that the, mar- the market will continue to underestimate him I suspect
0: the market underestimating a Paul nickel source now that tells you an awful lot doesn't it um, to a completely to something completely different in the Coral Welsh Grand National Elegant Escape was sent off the 3-1 to favourite for Colin Tizard. there were cheers of Armadillo <laughs> as he jumped the last uh, to be fair to <laughs> Kevin he put up Rams the Tally Decided to tip it, David Pipehorse, horse. So you landed the uh, the each way money there. Well done. Thought he was going to win too. Yeah, it looked like it looked like he was going to win. To be fair, um, but Elegant Escape was too good for them. He's been given a quote of twenty to one for the Gold Cup. Nick, is he of that class, or was this his Derby?
2: No, I don't think he's of that class. But then I'm going to have to I'm going to have to re- rethink the Ladbrokes Trophy from Newbury. Um, <laughs>
0: oh, well done, well done.
2: <laughs> yes, I. So the 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 winner, were obviously, was sizing Tennessee out for the season. Elegant Escape, uh, second. Third was Dingo Dollars. We haven't seen him since, have we? But he's obviously a certainty for what he next runs in because we've got uh, the fourth horse, which was... Um, uh, Beware the Bear. Beware the Bear, who hosed ho- ho- up in the, in the headgear at, at Cheltenham. And then the fifth was West Approach, who nearly went and won the, the Long Walk Hurdle. So it, it's looking rather better form than it did at the time. Uh, and no sooner as uh, Clever Clogs pointed this out on Twitter and said, ha ha, anyone fancy backing sizing Tennessee for the Gold Cup? About five minutes later, sizing <laughs> Tennessee was ruled out for the season, having apparently had the problem since the Ladbrokes Trophy. But <laughs> I sure as hell didn't know that he'd had the problem since the Ladbrokes Trophy. If anybody else did, then I'm sure they are write in and tell me. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, um, it is better form, perhaps, than it looked at the time, and he, he did it. He did a great job in the, in the Welsh National. I, look, we've had Welsh National winners like Cool Ground win the Gold Cup before, so it's not impossible. But uh, do I fundamentally think he's? Would I be looking at him as the type of horse? who's classy enough to win a Gold Cup. No, I wouldn't.
0: Just sticking with that uh, Hennessy form line that you mentioned, <laughs> I refuse to call it the oh. Ladbrooks Trophy. Oh. Um, Dingo Dollar is apparently going to go for the Sky Bet Chase at Doncaster in January. And go. oh, he's going to be a good ah. thing for that. He's going to be a five star max bet job for that race. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Cal- he's you- a pretty
2: good horse. And he had so much use of him made at Newbury as well. Yeah. 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 He was hammer and tongs with. Remind me who he was hammering tongs with throughout the horse that
0: yeah, Johnson rode. Um, oh, oh, the, oh, Johnson. With all due respect, Thomas, Richard. Thomas Patrick. Thomas Patrick. Yeah, with all due respect, Richard, yeah. that wasn't your finest hour. No. Um, well,
2: he and... Well, Thomas Patrick and Dingo Dollars went very, very hard in front. Mm. And I thought Dingo do- Dollars or Dollar. I can never get whether Dingo it's Dollar, dollar. Dollars. He, yeah, he... That one, anyway. The Alan King. <laughs> he... He anyway I think we've said it all, well, haven't we
0: yeah uh, your impression of Elegant Escape came like
1: yeah good tough performance I really didn't think Ramesses was going to win I thought David Noonan gave him a lovely lovely confident ride uh, hugged the rail the whole way uh, and it was going so so smoothly and then he headbutts the fourth last uh, a, a pretty shuddering mistake you'd have to say and he came back to have every chance but Elegant Escape was just too strong for him late on but uh, super run from him uh, taught a lovely ride as I said for David Noonan uh, but there you go um, elegant escape awardy winner on the day
0: given the momentum he lost he's done well to finish second but, yeah, he ran um, a super race he yeah. really did yeah absolutely but I, I think that's a good point from Nick that Hennessy form is starting to look really really good so load up the betting bank and get ready to lump on dingo Dollar in the Skybed Chase uh, the Juvenile Hurdle on the same day the Carl Finale ju- Juvenile Hurdle went the way of Quel Destan beating the much hyped Adjali Adjali whatever uh, but Quel goes and wins for Paul Nichols and Sam Tristan Davis uh, Sam Tristan Davis back in the saddle for him uh, Nick the correct pronunciation is Quel Distan Quel so, Kiel Destin. Uh, killdestan, Destin,
2: Destin.
1: whatever. Is he a serious? <laughs> this, this is like when you go on to uh, one of the translation or the pronunciation sites and you're pressing <laughs> it again and again to get it right. <laughs>
2: this is the. It was. Wasn't it? The. Wasn't it? This is a partridge, isn't it? The partridge clip where um, he. he He was being taught taught how to say Gerard Depardieu, and he couldn't. Uh, On the old radio things, it's the same deal, isn't it? It's it's budding budding radio host with a sporting bent. Oh dear! (laughs) Uh, Kill
0: Kill he is ten is ten to one. Ah, and Fappy Days is ten to one or fourteen to one in places for the Triumph Hurdle. Uh, How taken were you with this performance, Nick?
2: Quite taken. He's tough, isn't he? Mm. Um, and it, it, they're they're two smart horses. He's beaten in in, in the in the races at, at Doncaster and Chepstow, Elise and Jarley. You always think with the juveniles, there's going to be something better around the corner. That's just the that's the narrative every year, isn't it? That there are going to be good horses come out from Elliot Mullins, Henderson. Maybe Nichols has got a couple better at home that will come out and run in races at, at Leopardstown and at Kempton in the lead up to. To, to Cheltenham but at the moment I think he's a perfectly reasonable clubhouse leader interestingly he has got a mark of 148 over hurdles which is yeah. um, the, the standard bit of juvenile hurdle over handicapping but it does tell you that he sets a pretty decent standard
1: yeah that, that is a quite unbelievable trend that we've had in, in for the last number of years isn't it we, I mean, well the juvenile
2: mean, hurdle over handicapping yeah, yeah, they yeah they should essentially normally or normally speaking unless you get an hour connor they should all be dropped uh, 10 pounds before the beginning of the next season I, I think
1: just don't just, put them up in the first place it's,
2: it's just in it's just in but I mean, how but I don't understand how they get handicaps that's the other thing that the evidence is so is so scant that I, I just I can't work out how Keldesta has got a mark anyway anyway it's boring 148 I just don't I can't I can't figure it out but he's a good he's a good tough horse he was set a light a long way out by Sam Twiston Davis it looked like the others were going to have too much speed for him and it, it wasn't the case so um, he's a good I, I wouldn't underestimate the horse of Gary Moores that won at Kempton on uh, the day after Boxing Day uh, I think that he is better than people gave him credit for he jumped really well and he is with the soul trainer that can just keep getting a little bit of improvement out of these juvenile hurtlers so I think he's pretty good I mean I've forgotten his
1: name beat completely. the judge that's the one that's mm. the one by Canford Cliffs who's thrown up a few jumpers <laughs> <laughs> Cliffs are over yeah
0: Coolmore yeah. don't want that in the brochure I can t-
1: <laughs> you it's, be it's pretty all, sure of that it's alright he's, so, he's in South Africa now I think <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's gone, is he? I don't think gone,
2: care too. Who's what was on the brochure now? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They'll put it all
0: over it, so um, right. That then takes us along to Cheltenham on New Year's Day, and just a couple of races to mention. Starting with the Raquel Hurdle, Midnight Shadow winning for Sue Smith and Danny Cook. Holstone ends up getting beaten again. Is this just a case of Holstone is what he is? Because some people hmm. thought. He could develop into a stairs hurdle candidate this season, but it's not happening so far, Nick.
2: Well, he can develop. He is a stairs. He is a stairs hurdle horse, isn't he, Holstone? You know, he, he, it, with a decent run, he'll finish it somewhere in the first four. And if if he freaks out and everything else runs badly, then he could he could he could drop into one at a big price. But he's no, he's not he's not a brilliant horse, Holstone. But he's a really good one. Uh, I think Midnight Shadow it, it could be quite a special horse he was really badly in at the weights he uh, but he's completely unexposed over two and a half miles I love the way they've trained him they brought him along brought him along tipped away two miles picked up a Scottish champion hurdle and they've got him to race really kindly and now as befits his pedigree he's up in trip and he is really doing well for it Um, and whether he whether he'll get three miles this season I don't know but I think it's worth having a try but certainly at two and a half, he is a, gonna be a, he's a formidable prospect. And given how much he's already achieved for a stable that is so associated with horses developing and getting better and better and better and better, there's no knowing where his ceiling actually is. I think he's a very, very exciting horse.
0: The owner is keen to go for the champion hurdle, but the stairs hurdle will be in the reckoning as well. Uh, of the two, which would you prefer him to go for, Nick?
2: Um, I think I'd prefer him to go for the Stayers hurdle. I think um, I'd, it's actually quite a hard call that it's quite a hard call. I can see where they're coming from. You know, he he had the pace to win a Scottish champion hurdle albeit be okay. That's a handicap. And um, it's at the end of the season when a lot of horses have had enough, but they do, they do run it at a right old lick. And, um, you know, I, I can so- I can sort of see where the owner's coming from, but I think on balance he'd have a better chance of winning the stayers, particularly <laughs> this year.
0: Fair play to Olgaard, who's finished third as well, and just continues to run very, very well as the weights continue to uh, go up. He's just he's a tough and he's a hardy horse. Um, what's his current rating? I thought he
2: was, do you know? What? I, th- I thought he was a tiny bit disappointing yesterday. Actually, did you? Yeah, a little bit. I just I, I, he's probably run somewhere near his mark, hasn't he? But mm. I thought I thought he. Sh- as I say, I think the winner's good, but I I thought he could have... I thought everything was in his favor, put it that way. The ground was in his favor. He likes the track. He gets on really well with Harry Cobden. Ah, still, it was a, still another perfectly perfectly creditable effort, but I thought he might might run a little bit better.
0: Yeah, rating of 154 for Olgard. Now, I wouldn't put it past him to go and win a race this season. Uh, Au Petit Sois, I thought, was fantastic in the... Uh, the BetBright Handicap Hurdle for his new trainer Dan Skelton and Harry Skelton landed a bit of a punt as well. Uh, Aso landed the big handicap chase for Venetia Williams, so she'll be buying a new pair of sunglasses, no doubt. Um, lost- he's a
2: pretty good. He's a pretty good horse, though. You know, he's a pretty good horse.
0: <laughs> yeah, he really, must he's
2: be. Borderline championship horse. He's already been placed in Orion area. Probably go back there again, and he probably he's, he's good enough to he's good enough to give it another good shot to
0: go back to having the conversation about Deputy Desoy. Lost in translation. How good could this horse be for Colin Tizard? Because he's talked about him in the same breath as Native River and Thistlecrack. And Colin doesn't tend to hype his horses too much. That's high praise indeed.
2: Well, he's... He, I bet he reckons he's better than sizing Tennessee and Elegant Escape. And they've won him a in the Welsh National. So, you know... Um, i think he's pretty good he's pretty mm-hmm. good he's got the right he's got the right sort of physique he's got the right sort of pedigree he seems to be fairly adaptable ground wise um they uh, the tizards are pretty good at getting a, a, a plenty of experience into these staying chasers without seeming to, to 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 overcook them it's a delicate balance um and yeah i, I think he's quite an, quite an exciting prospect
0: he thinks he's going to be a gold cup horse one day but robbie power who they have great respect for Robbie Power and they're going out of their way to book him as many times as they can and, and get Puppy over there. Uh, he was saying to Colin that he thinks he's a JLT horse. So it looks as though that's gonna be the target this season, Kev, but long-term they're hoping he could turn into a Gold Cup horse.
2: Well, that's quite encouraging though, isn't it? Kev? Yeah. Because because he, it means that Robbie thinks he's got plenty of pace, which is which means he's just not an out-and-out slow coach.
0: Yeah, exactly and uh, and means that uh, eventually you'd like to think that there'll be something big there and firm to to go and claim
2: but weirdly i'd be more encouraged by that comment as regards his prospects as being a future gold cup horse than i would if he said oh he wants to go 4 miles
0: <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> go what I mean? for, we're going to go for the national hunt some- chase
2: because he's got a bit of class. He's got the, yeah. He feels like he's got a bit of class. And, you know, nine times out of ten, you need a bit of class to win the race.
0: Even though the irony of Native River being very <laughs> well fancied and finishing second in a four-miler ends up in him going and, and landing a gold cup. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: But, in bottomless ground. But,
0: yeah. but in bottomless ground. Uh, you were mentioning you were at Newbury, the shallow Hurdle. Kevin, I know you're quite keen to talk about this
1: race. Oh, yeah. look, I think Champ is one of the... I don't want to over-egg the pudding, but he's very exciting, isn't he? Well, he's developed...
0: like So he had the... Every, every, blah, 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 blah. I used say, use my mouth words correctly. It's been a long day, sorry. Um, because he was given that name, people assumed, oh, this is going to be an absolute superstar. And he kind of struggled early on. But now, Kev, now he's hit top form.
1: Yeah, he looks a lovely horse. I know Barry Garrity is mad about him. Uh, and this was... You know, when he won a Newbury the time before, he it was a bit surprising he was very strong you know he pulled notably hard and uh, he he did things a little bit more right here but he there's a lot of talent in there I think and I know plenty of people like the runner up here getaway trump but I, I was impressed with champ he, he's a horse that you look forward to long term because he's a he's out of a as a full sister or a half sister it's a best mate um, I haven't seen him in the flesh personally, but I believe he's a he's a beautiful horse to look at with loads of scope. So I'm sure Nick has seen him, but he'd be a horse you'd be looking forward to now because I I'd yeah. say the offense fence could be the making of him. I might just kind of rein him in a little bit if you know what I mean and get him to respect the whole thing a little bit more and do it at the right at the right speed. But this was I know he he wouldn't have blown everybody away here, but I I like him. I I do like him. Mm. Is I it is it. Was a-
2: terrific performance i mean he he already had a rating of 150 going into the race as kevin was saying i mean that's good enough to get yourself pretty damn competitive in in virtually any cheltenham novice hurdle so you know if you think he's going to improve on that a bit and actually settle in his races once he settles in a race he could be deadly Mm. he's a good horse um he got himself he got
0: got himself back to winning ways back in may when he was 14 to one on and three to one on but one of the horses who beat him was vindication who is now a yeah. super exciting horse, and, and that uh, was at
2: Ascot when clearly Champ was having a, a bit more of a building run, perhaps than than you know because he was, he was sort of getting to they were bringing him to a peak and they were bringing off an absence, weren't they? When absolutely. He came to Ascot.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a King's Theatre, and they've got a great record at Cheltenham. And if you followed Hugh Taylor's advice and backed him for the Valleymore Antipost, then you will be feeling very, very good with life. Uh, that's pretty much us done, Nick. Hey, what?
2: Um, I've just got to take up. I mean, David Mullins is a brilliant rider and uh, a lovely fella, I'm sure. But he he has in the in his Monday jury, he said that the 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 uh, shallow hurdle never really provides a line to anything now this is the old thing isn't it that shallow hurdle winners can't win that two and a half mile novice hurdle at the cheltenham festival because but it, it we're into interested easy for me to say we're into statistical anomaly time again aren't we i mean and the one year is not any different from the next i mean, one year is very different from the next i i I'm not having that as a reason why you can't back him. I, yeah, I just that's just, just
1: ridiculous. Yeah, I'd, I'd be the same. I wouldn't like I that, that Brand that's of analysis. A
0: load of nonsense. Did Denman not well, win the Cello Hurdle?
2: Yes, they all did. Denman won it. Diamond Harry won it. Rev to Civilla won it. Kings Road won it. Bindery won it. You know, and a uh, whole load of other really good horses have won it. So you know, it, it provides a line to plenty, and it might. Be that the I think what he means is that it hasn't thrown up a winner of the two and a half mile race at uh, at, at Chelman, but that, that is going to happen at some point. It has to. Yeah,
1: and very very quickly, Nick. Given you were there, I was impressed with Champagne Platinum mm. uh, in, mean, in, in the in the, the introductory hurdle. It's a
2: ridiculous group of horses that that Henderson's got in this novice hurdling division. A ridiculous group of horses with Rath Hill and Birchdale and. Champ and Champagne Platinum and Angel's Breath and uh, uh what's the thing that won the other day that looked very good? Um The other two mileer, I um, think's pretty good horse. R- Rath Hill, they think yes. is very good. Epatant's good. Yeah, but most of them are owned by JP. Um And I, I, Champagne Platinum does look more of a more of a chase. Yeah, definitely. And I think, given, yeah. given that they've got Champ, I. Be interesting to see where they, where Champagne Platinum ends up, really.
1: Yeah, I, uh, they took a, they've taken they took a baby step, with him here when they could have, I suppose, taken a bigger step. But I liked it now. Like you say, he does jump his hurdles like one that'll be better over a fence. But gee, the turn of foot he showed now for you know for a horse with a point to point background, now I thought he showed a lovely turn of foot. Uh, clearly not an electric race in terms of quality, but um, gee, I, I like the way he did it now. I thought he looked very nice.
2: Kevin, you're a pedigree man, and you've been saying for as long as I can remember, and it's a perfectly good point. And he's a stowaway, isn't he? Champagne Platinum, and the, they're, they're just an awful lot quicker than people think that they're going to be. And, and they're, they're horses that probably are actually going to do a bit better shy of three miles than over three miles. So yeah, it might just be a little bit deceptive. Find big horses, but they've got plenty of pace.
1: Yeah, there's very few stowaways that excel over staying trips. Of course, they're there, but like you say, in, in the main. They, they, they tend to be more two-miler types, and uh, he looks pacey to me now. He does look pacey to me.
0: All right, as we wrap up our festive review of uh, the 2018 racing with a view to what's going to happen in 2019, what is the horse that you are most looking forward to seeing from the festive period at Cheltenham or one of the spring festivals this year? Nick, look.
2: in the gold
0: cup. Mm, interesting. Kevin Blake. <sighs> I'll probably stick with Le Richburg. Okay. You're so you're ignoring the UK form. Uh ignoring what we've said on this podcast. And staying with the Irish form.
1: Look, Altior would be painfully obvious, you know. But he would—he would be—he would be be a fair answer to your to to your question. Yeah. In that, there's there's no more exciting horse in training than him for me. But uh, as I said, painfully obvious. Uh, Champ would go close. Yeah, definitely. Champ's but, a good one, I think. but Larishberg, I think, is, is exciting. Uh, lost I, in, I love a novice chaser.
0: Lost in translation, as we stayed on the novice chaser route uh, for the JLT. I think we might finally have found something that could go and win the JLT. Nick, look, it has been an absolute pleasure as always. You are heading back to NBC very, very soon for the Pegasus.
2: Oh, I am, which is a which is a, a delight. Actually, I, I enjoyed that last year a lot. It was a, a very. Um, uh unusual but uh in a good way event. And um yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that and I'm... seeing whether Accelerate can follow in the footsteps of Gunrunner and do the double.
0: Yeah, so this is gonna be live on Sky Sports Racing. There's also the Pegasus Turf where Aiden O'Brien is gonna run is it magical or magic wand is running, Kev? Oh I don't know. One of the... Know. Either either Magical or Magic Wand is going to take up the engagement in the Pegasus Turf.
2: Oh, frankly, there's that much money on offer. I'd run them, I'd run them all. I'd run, yeah. them, run, 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 run everything I could get my hands on. I mean... The,
1: the yeah. thing... <laughs> actually, I'll, I'll, I'll find this out for you here. The thing... I looked into the Pegasus Turf Invitational and there's a bit of a snag. Oh? Uh, let me just... I'll see can I find it here but essentially the entry fee is absolutely violent
2: <laughs> yeah are, you've got to buy, it's a buy you've got to buy your way in that's the point yeah yeah are, it,
1: it, it, it's not we'll quite it's buy. not quite the same system as the as the Pegasus World Cup but it's um, I'll just dig it out here
0: are we talking like ARC supplements
1: oh more yeah oh no yeah let me see um, like it's half a million yeah it's half a million dollars yeah just to run yeah, because we're, we're having a look. We're having, we're having a look at it. But. Do you want to stage?
2: A, do you want to stage a final furlong whip round so that <laughs> uh, so that the owners of magic wand and magic
0: <laughs> the, the lads. I, I, I suspect you were going to have
1: a, a look at Ming. Um, yeah, but not 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 for yeah. that not for that money risk and reward but we could, you, we, you'd want to be going over there with a 115 120 horse I think why, just why don't we set it. up to a
2: to be honest it's like since since Mim was beaten by Politolog in the in the Melling Chase last year you couldn't be fancying that for the Pegasus <laughs> so, <did you?
0: laughs> He can do it, Nick. He can do it. We'll set up a Patreon account, right? And we'll get, we'll get Nick to promote it. Nick can do a, a, a video for us on Twitter. And, and uh, if the owners of Ming can agree to it, we can say he's going to run under the final furlong banner. And uh, we can all spread out the money then amongst ourselves. <laughs> When he, well, when he does last, it
2: last year the Pe- the pegasus is a, is a is a quirky concept and uh, but an enormously enjoyable one last year at the um, pegasus uh, after event uh, to the to the strains of uh, your favorite uh, star and mine post malone the <laughs> melbourne 10 signed signed a contract on the back of a napkin on the back of a paper napkin with uh, with um, i'm pretty sure it was with tim ritvo from the strona group or it was somebody from the strona group anyway um uh, assuring themselves a slot in this year's pegasus at a cost of however many hundred thousand dollars now i must get on to uh to those guys and see what's happened to that or whether they've sold it or whether they bought it in the first place
1: (laughs) (laughs) could be one of those there could have been an awkward phone call the next morning um
2: (laughs) i'll find i've got i've got the photo somewhere i might stick it on twitter and say any joy with this lads
1: oh so you've got the photographic
0: <laughs> evidence how many shots yeah, were involved
2: they, they, it, uh, they were quite proud of, to tell everybody they'd done it
1: as well so I'm not telling tales out of school
0: <laughs> how many tequila shots were involved I wonder before that, oh, that you wake up next
1: morning no idea, you pick up your such... trousers off the floor and in the back pocket there's a napkin with a contract that's going to cost you about 800 grand
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah they definitely got it they got themselves a deal so anyway
0: <laughs> uh, Nick do we know who has replaced Mendelssohn for Coolmore who's going to Represents the the Coolmore spot now that he's retired no, to start
2: I, I genuinely don't know I need to mm. I need to plug my brain into into Pegasus mode
0: I, I suspect they'll be very keen to try and fill that spot pretty quickly and, uh, and yeah, well
2: if they don't fill it they'll be able to I would imagine they'll be able to sell it back to somebody
0: yeah yeah somebody will want it but um, yeah it's going to be uh-huh. listen it's going to be a great event I particularly like the idea of the of the pegasus turf it's more of an incentive for us to be watching as well and it's going to be live on on sky sports and that means that we will be seeing you uh, on that how many trips to america are you going to be having this year nick luck
2: um i'm not entirely sure to be honest with you um i a few i would think but i don't know the exact amount um uh the pegasus and then i know nbc is showing- they'll do their usual which is the triple crown and the breeders cup challenge series and then the breeders cup so i don't know I, I, as, as yet but i i do know that i am on the plains florida which is good
0: excellent well if nick luck is not part of the triple crown footage we will be launching a twitter tirade of abuse at nbc and having a right pop at them uh, you do a brilliant job there nick and uh, you do a brilliant job whatever it is you're on. And I am very frustrated to have lost that bet on you being the next host of Question Time. God almighty. (laughs) You could have just said yes and let me land the gamble. Nick, you're a legend. Thanks so much for your time and your insight. We will chat to you again very, very soon on the Final Farland Podcast.
1: Cheers, chaps. Take care.
0: Take care, my friend. Kevin Blake, I'll be talking to you again tomorrow.
1: Good luck.
0: Well, actually, I'm going to be talking to you again in two minutes because we're about to have dinner a nice lasagna <laughs> a nice lasagna apparently uh, and then we're off for uh, another podcast tomorrow as we look ahead to the weekend's racing
1: good luck
0: <laughs> <laughs> and for me Emerson Kennedy thanks so much for all the kind words on social media and i genuinely mean that Um, it means a whole lot thank you very much to everybody who got in touch with us and said such such nice things about the podcast last year and uh, we're looking forward to doing the podcast again this year and hopefully you'll like it that's the first two done the third one on the way on AtTheRaces.com the digital arm of Sky Sports Racing from all of us thanks very much for tuning in we'll talk to you soon God bless Have you downloaded the free At The Races app yet? With easy to use race cards and form Expert daily tips plus video replays and in-app betting is the app that no racing fan's phone should be without. Available for free on your iPhone or Android mobile, visit attheraces.com forward slash app for more details.